What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. And it is time for the big dance. This is the Super Bowl edition of Pound the Pigskin. We will get into the final football game of the 2021 slash 20. 22 football season so it comes to an end this is our final dare i say in season episode before we get into our off-season programming so boys it is that time for the lombardi tango i like that the lombardi tango can we mark the lombardi tango absolutely and as alex has said If Brady would have won another one, they would have had to have renamed the Super Bowl trophy after Brady. But I got I got something on that. Well, I'll get to it later, but I got something on that. Okay. Well, Brady's gonna retire, but who knows if he comes back? We'll see. So we will start off the show as we do each and every night with our drink of the night brought to you by our buddies at String Sports Brewery. I have myself a Boone Creek Blonde Ale from Appalachia Mountain Brewery up there in Boone, North Carolina, home of the App State Mountaineers. That's what I've got tonight. App State Mountaineers, huh? Yep, Appalachia State Mountaineers. Okay. Miami just hired their coach, their offensive coordinator, for a QB guy. Pond. Did Miami also Miami took guy. their O? Miami's new offensive coordinator is uh, coming down from Michigan Wolverines as well. We're going to get into lots of coaching stuff. Let's do it. Lots of things happening for the Canes. Lots of things happening for the Gators. We landed another recruit today as well. What do you boys got for the drink of the night? Um, So, Mr. Double O. Evidently, this is at Publix. Uh, I've never tried it, so my first sip will be the first that I've ever had. Evidently, it's called Klosthaller Original, some German non-alcoholic beer. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Well, so, Alex, he's got a non-alcoholic beer. When what do you got? I got Heineken. A, Literally got tastes it. like a freaking damn Heineken. Well, the Heineken mean, Double Zero is better. Should have learned my lesson. Oh, well, you should you have, can't get like, too exotic with the non-alcoholic yeah, stuff. You, you should have learned your lesson by drinking a non-alcoholic beer. Okay. <laughs> We're not getting into that right you now. You might as well be drinking O'Doul's. I mean, yeah, that's the, like one of the first. Good old I O'Doul's. I'm drinking my last Mick Ultra infusion tonight. All right. Got to clear that out so I can make some, make some space for whatever I decide to drink other than peanut butter whiskey on Sunday. That's right. You gotta, you gotta have. Uh, now we're at the point of the week where you gotta start planning your Super Bowl menus and if you're having parties and all that stuff. But yep. we will get into that as part of our Super Bowl edition of the show tonight. First, we will start off with just our head coaching wrap up. Now that all of the NFL head coaching vacancies have been filled. We've got the Chicago Bears with Matt Eberflus. We've got the Denver Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett. The Houston Texans with Lovey Smith. The Jacksonville Jaguars with Doug Peterson. The Las Vegas Raiders with Josh McDaniels. The Miami Dolphins with Mike McDaniel. The Minnesota Vikings unofficially but agreed to terms with Kevin O'Connell. And the New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen. New York Giants, obviously, with Brian Dayball. So with all of the teams pretty much finding their suitors, which hire? Now, we already know your 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 favorite is obviously Dayball to the Giants. So non-Giants hire, which is your favorite? Which one do you think doesn't make the most sense? Uh, who do you think may have the best chance for early success and who is going to fail? Well, that's unfair because I do think Dayball has the – Really good odds. I think he's in a good position. But I was excited to see Lovey Smith get a job because I've always been, for whatever reason, a Lovey Smith fan. Um, I, I feel bad for the situation he's in. Does but. that does that hire make sense, though? Because he was already on as the defensive coordinator on a terrible football team. I, I was a he- That was a head-scratcher to me. 
I think it's more not as big of a head scratcher as Dennis Allen is. Well, I mean, Dennis Allen, the DC, I think the saints are just trying to keep some continuity there. Yeah. But I'm the one with Alex too. Like it could be the same argument. They weren't really that good by hire. I personally think the lovey Smith thing is just knowing like who lovey Smith is. And it's trying to inject an entirely like a little bit more disciplinary, a little bit more stern, a little bit more, you know, work. I mean, granted, yeah, the Texans suck. They showed some random signs of life at moments, and it was honestly a lot on defense. So, what do you think about the Mike McDaniel to the Dolphins? The guy who—that's honestly, I think, the worst hire of them all. I mean, the guy looks like he's learned how to call plays playing Madden and should be stuck doing Fortnite. Now, I mean, I think you can. I think you can learn offense without being like an actual like former player. I just, well, I mean, he learned from Shanahan, so he learned from a, a genius mind. But I mean, now I, calling a, plays and being a head coach are two very different things. I I think it's the worst hire. I think the Dolphins are just what a what a shit show down in Miami. I just don't get it. I I, I don't understand how or what and how he would align to the Dolphins. So what are you going to do? Are, are, are you hiring him because you think because he's young, he's going to magically do something for Tua? Are you hiring him because you think that he could bring in a different, they could bring a different quarterback and he can magically, like, like, I don't understand the logic behind it because I don't know what the Dolphins are doing. Because guess yeah. what? They don't know what they're doing. It's that one was definitely the one where I, I didn't, I didn't see the cohesiveness there. What about the, no. the Vikings bringing in Harbaugh, but, Going with Kevin O'Connell instead. I I thought the Vikings were going to go with a defensive guy, but they're going with I an don't, offensive guy. I didn't hire Harbor, to be honest. Yeah, I really. Uh, I, I honestly, I so I've 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 done a little digging on this one with Harbaugh, and I, I think the guy, I, I think he honestly tanked the interview on purpose. Um, I think he walked in with a chip on his shoulder, thinking that he had the job in the bag; it was his. And he was ready to just walk away from Michigan. Um, I, I'm starting to believe what I'm hearing in that, only because there's now reports coming out that he's trying to throw Wake at Michigan, that NFL teams want him, and now he's unhappy with his contract there in Michigan. Like kind of like a hey, I pulled myself out so I can come back to your school type of situation. Um, well, Michigan will pay him whatever he wants. I mean. They're not going to get a better coach. Michigan's in a weird spot, though, because the reason why Gaddis is not in Michigan anymore and Miami is able to land him is because he felt underappreciated and that he wasn't getting looked at for the head coaching role should Harborough go to the NFL. I mean. Yeah, it was. It, I, I don't think that it, it should have taken place, the interview, anyway. Uh, it was just a weird, it just seemed like a very weird uh, situation how it all went down. You know, I. And I think that there's probably some good candidates out there that did not get a job compared to some of these guys that these teams did hire. There's definitely some interesting, uh, you know, the fact that, um, you know, Todd, Todd Bowles didn't get a job. Leslie Frazier didn't get offered a job, you know, so who knows? I mean, we don't know what goes on in the interview process, obviously, because uh, as, Alex has alluded to Eric Bieniemy still does not have a job, so he must. There must be something going on when he interviews. Not not only not only does Bieniemy not have a job, but his contract with the with the Chiefs expires this offseason, and they haven't brought. They're not bringing him back. So we don't know that. Let's, well, let's... as of today, they have no. They're 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 interviewing other offensive coordinators, so he might not be coming back. Yeah, it, it's a it's a funky one to uh to understand because it, you would think that, I mean, he'd be I'm telling you, prime dude, candidate. I, I, I probably think, just sucks at interviews, man. Like, that's it. yeah, he probably does suck at interviews. I I think a big a big problem that he's having is that he lives in Andy Reid's system, and everybody knows Andy Reid is successful. He's always been a very good coordinator, right? So I think the enemy is starting to realize that I'm never gonna get a real look so long as I'm sitting underneath Andy Reid. And he might just take an offensive coordinator job for one of these new head coaches, turn their offense into some ridiculous firepower type situation, 
to prove that he can be a head coach and well, then he'll get a real that look. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he not get looked because of Andy Reid? Because Andy Reid's calling the plays. But but hold on. No, no, no. That still would not give him a look because if he is learning anything, if anything, this is a chance for another coach to have possibly start a little, you know, coaching tree. If anybody's been a good coach, it's Andy damn Reid. So well, I, I get that. But if you look at it, nobody's really branched off of Andy Reid's tree. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying he could be the first. So but... my, my point here is Eric Bannamy, while he could possibly be tanking in interviews, what could be pe- pulling people away is he's in an offense that really was successful before he got there because of Andy Reid. So remove himself, right? Maybe he removes himself mm-hmm. from the situation, right? Andy Reid's shadow, and that's not a bad thing, but maybe he removes himself from Andy Reid, goes to another team for a year or two, and shows people like, hey, I have the ability to call plays. I have the ability to get an offense to score points and make it, you know, a contender. Make me a head coach. And that's probably yeah. all he needs to do. You know, he just – he might be in sure. the shadow. Maybe uh, maybe he has one more year with the Chiefs. Then he goes and he takes the offensive coordinator position it, with the Bears and works with Justin Fields. And then at, from there, maybe he gets a head coaching position somewhere else. Maybe he goes to Jacksonville. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Doug Peterson's here in Jacksonville, but and he's you don't know how long that's going to happen. I yeah, mean, he's not bringing back the O.C. That's already been confirmed. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they have uh, – they've only – brought in Mike Caldwell as the D coordinator. They brought in Mike McCoy as the quarterback's coach. I mean, Peterson's calling the plays, but they don't have an appointed OC yet in Jacksonville. So that... something there because of the fact that his contract is up and maybe, you know. Yeah. He could he could just mutually part ways. You never know. We'll see. Okay. But, you know, it, like I said, I, I thought that some of the some of the hires that happened over the past week or so, I thought were head a little a little bit more head scratching than than I than I thought they were going to be. I would have figured there'd be a little bit more cohesion, or you could you could connect the dots to where they make sense. But some of them just didn't really make a ton of sense to me. So we'll we'll see. But the the carousel for twenty twenty two off season is officially closed every team has a head coach so that means the uh the next well, step now is is the uh scouting process getting ready for the combine and free agency and pro days and eventually the draft and the off season so we'll see how all that shakes out once we start getting into the off season programming of the show now all of my favorite time. that's right your favorite part now the big dance this Sunday, only a few days away, we've got the Bengals and the Rams. Uh, you know, it's been talked about now. The, the spread has really kind of stayed where it's been. It's started at minus four and a half to the Rams. It went down to minus four, back up to minus four and a half. Right now, it sits at Rams minus four. The over-under has not changed a bit. It's 48 and a half. Um, so it, it's pretty much going to be that the way that the money is looking right now. So I wouldn't expect anything game line wise to change there. As far as the picks on this show, uh, you know, if I, if I'm picking the game, which, you know, we don't have to, but I think that the Rams pull it out. I think that the Bengals put up one hell of a fight. Um, But I do think that somehow, some way the Rams, uh, make enough plays. They stymie the Bengals enough. Four points. I would not be opposed to taking Bengals plus the four. Uh, am I going to root for the Bengals? Sure, I'll root for the Bengals. Do I really care who wins? No, not really. If the Rams win, technically Alex made a correct prediction in That's a sense big. that he had the Rams in the Super Bowl. Now he had the Bills winning against the Rams, but... If the Rams were in the Super Bowl against any other opponent other than the Bills, he had the Rams winning. Yep, that's true. So technically, if the Rams win, Alex will have correctly predicted the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, which means that if he would have just listened to his gut, he would have gotten the Rams at plus 900 to start the year as the Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I know. I'm terrible at these things. (laughs) That being said, 
Who do you boys who do you boys like to win the game? What do you think the difference is? And who do you have as your Super Bowl MVP? Mm. Um so okay. If the Rams win, which I, I have them winning, um Cooper Cup gets the MVP. Cooper Cup right now is plus five fifty to Cooper win the Cup MVP. Gets the MVP. That I, is I know big time money. Say- They'll want it to go to Matt Stafford, but you take Cooper Cup out of the equation, and Matt Stafford is not not scoring that many points this season. It's just plain and simple. So the scenario has to be the Rams win, and what kind of stats does Cooper Cup need to have to be the MVP? Eight catches for 130 yards in the pair. All right, eight for a buck thirty and two touchdowns with the dub. Yeah, Cooper Cup plus five fifty will hit. I like that. That's that's a good play. Matt, what do you think? Who you got winning, why they winning, and who's the MVP? Um, I think the Bengals come in hotter. I really do. I think they've proven more adversity, and that usually can breed a championship team um, within that year. Um, so I honestly do think the Bengals have a legit chance to win this game. Um sure. They can't dig themselves in a hole too much like they have. But, again, I'm sorry to anybody who disagrees. Uh, we've said it for a while. I know they've looked good, and I'm not going to deny that they're a talented team. But I think the Rams are soft, and I think the Bengals can expose it because I think that they do have the ability to be a little explosive, and they can put up points kind of quickly. Um, I, I think the MVP goes to Burrow. I think he's going to end up passing for like probably around that 300 mark. Ah, Burrow's plus 230. He's the second favorite. And I think he'll have like two touchdowns. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be like blowing the doors away because I do think this is going to be a good contested game. Um, it, is it, I, I don't know if I see like a video game kind of score, but I do think there will be points. I can also, and this is going to be the other, like, of course, I got to have the left turn. I could really, truly see the Bengals depending on Mixon a lot. And depending on how that goes, if he ends up having, like, a couple catches for big plays and a couple big ground game gains, you never know. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, I do think that the I think that both teams and the ability to run the football is going to be something that is heavily factored into the game more than people might be talking about the the easy you know football matchup to talk about in this game is Bengals offensive line versus Rams pass rush you know like that's not that's not breaking news right there but, but I think whatever team better during the playoffs yeah I think whatever team runs the ball more effectively here in this game I think is going to uh, set themselves up for bigger plays in the passing game so we'll We'll see. Do you think? Um, do you think that a defensive player has a chance to win the MVP? I think there's always a chance. It just depends on who's going to stand out. And uh, Aaron Aaron Donald is plus fifteen hundred to be the MVP. Jesus. Yeah, I weirdly like I, he would be one. I, I could as weird as this is, and I don't like the guy. If like, God, I really hope it doesn't happen. But like, if Ramsey comes up with like two picks, I could see it going to him. Over, yeah, over Donald. That Even could happen. Like two sacks. That that definitely Jalen Ramsey's plus eight thousand. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But well, that's why it's plus eight thousand. <laughs> what I, about I, this? Does this sound crazy? What about what about a kicker? What if what if it's freaking McPherson or Matt Gay? What if it's a kicker? What if they go like four for four kicking field goals and one of them's a fifty plus yard game winner? I would stop watching football. No, I'd be all in on McPherson got it. I would be all in on that. I would quit watching. I'd be like, that means you know, dude. That means you know he drilled like five field goals. McPherson is plus ten thousand to be the MVP. Matt Gay is plus twenty thousand. Well, yeah, it's not Gay. No, (laughs) Gay's not the same kind of kicker that McPherson is. I agree. McPherson, um, clutch, and I I don't. I'd be all in. I would. I would laugh so hard. That would be fantastic. So here's here's a couple. uh, 
here's a couple of like um, parlay props that I think you guys might like. Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford to each have one passing touchdown in each half is plus three fifty. So they both have to they both have to pass a touchdown in each half. In each half. So basically, you're saying that they each have to throw two touchdowns, at least one of them being in each half. Right. Uh, yeah, I'd be hard pressed if that, that wouldn't happen. I mean, it's possible it couldn't. Very possible it couldn't. But here's one that I think Alex would like. It's only even money at plus one hundred, but it's Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup to combine for two hundred plus receiving yards. Oh yeah, easy. That one's that one is even money. So that's to even get that as even Hold money. On, what was the total yards? Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup to combine for 200-plus receiving yards. Yeah, dude. I could legitimately see that not happening. Uh, send me a link to that because I'm putting money on it. <laughs> bro, I keep up going. No, that's going to happen, bro. No, hold on, hold on. The very strong possibility that there could be points in this game, and Cup could have a great game but not break 100. Same thing with Chase. They could both have really good games and catch – 90 right. yards and have two touchdowns. You're not you're not changing my mind on this. Send me the link. I'm putting money on it. <laughs> All right, so that's that is one of them. Now, you know, you've got your typical, you know, what color is the Gatorade going to be, you know, uh orange. You got your lime green, yellow. They've got clear on here. I didn't know that there was clear Gatorade. Oh, I guess maybe that's just water. water. Okay. Water, I guess. Uh, there's purple, blue, and red and pink. What, 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 uh, what color is the Gatorade shower going to be? Yellow. The yellow slash lime green is plus three fifty. It's going to be yellow. Uh, it's always seems that it's like orange. Orange is the favorite at plus one eighty. Yeah. Orange or clear because there could be a bucket of water. Clear is clear is plus six hundred if if they dump water. Water's happened a lot. I know. That's what I'm saying. Plus some weird clear Gatorade that we don't know about. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. But plus 600 for the clear, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. What's the, I kind of, I kind of like that. So, what's uh, the worst, what's the, what's the, uh, worst odds? The pink? The biggest, uh, the biggest long shot is red Gatorade at plus, or no, excuse me, purple Gatorade at plus 850. Yeah, nobody likes purple. Grape sucks. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know about Grape the purple one. Terrible. We'll see. <laughs> Obviously, you got your coin toss. It's it's even money because it's a 50-50 bet. It's the, it's the safest, best odds you're going to get. It's either fucking heads or tails. Now, you got the same thing. Who's going to win the coin toss? Rams or Bengals? And then you could also bet, uh, is the team choice correct in terms of do they call the correct yes or no so those those are your three 50 50 odd bets on the coin toss which is obviously the the easiest one to start the night off with with the best odds if you if you land it you know maybe you got some good mojo going on there the uh the national anthem um believe it or not they don't have the over under on the duration up right now but they've got the uh, the dress color for Mickey Guyton. They have how many aircrafts are going to fly over with the over under as four and a half. Oh my god! Yes, yes. Because well, there's the half of an aircraft going to be in the sky. Well, bec- well, that's because they do three. Or is there going to be four? Or is there going to be five? There's going to be three or five. Right. Well, no. If there's four, it's the under four and a half. Yeah, but who? Do, when is there? I've never seen a four plane flyover. Yeah, they did it in the uh, they did it in the conference championship games. It was four planes over Kansas City and in, in uh, Cincinnati. Was it? Yeah. yeah. But it's the Super Bowl, so you can expect four jets and probably a C one thirty flying overhead. I don't know. They've done the stealth bomber one time and just one. Yeah, they have done the the, the bomber with just a solo one. So I that, like I said, depending on unless you got an in with the with the Navy or the Air Force, the other. The other part of the national anthem flyover is, is it going to be the Blue Angels or no? Probably not. So that, no. if you say no, Blue Angels do not participate. Obviously, that's the 
favorite bet. That's minus 900. But if you do think it's going to be the Blue Angels, it's plus 400. Now, everybody is getting all pumped up about this halftime show. Thank God. Here we I, go with well, the halftime I'm excited about it. Up. Look, I want to be as optimistic as humanly possible because I'm tired of shitty fucking halftime shows. You're just a pessimist. No, dude. Hear, hear me out on this. Okay, I'll hear you it's out. It's an opportunity that show. we could go back to having good <laughs> halftime shows. But there's, it's so overhyped that I, like, I don't know if we can live up to it. Well, we're going to find out. I hope out. it does, for the love of God, because we need better halftime shows. They've been god-awful. We do the need last better. Good one was this, Katy Perry. One, this one could be boom or bust, I feel like. So Bring back Katy Perry, damn it. Yeah, right? I can't. So this one's got Shut quite up. a bit. The halftime show is fantastic. Yeah, I remember that one with her on that big fucking lion. Exactly. Now, this one, the first <laughs> bet you can make on the halftime show is who's going to be the first one to sing Oof. between Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Right now, Snoop Dogg is the betting favorite at plus 115. <laughs> I say Dre. Dre is the second betting favorite at plus 130. You could do, you could open up everybody from Dre. You Boom. could now. The uh, Eminem's plus three fifty. Mary J. Blige's plus four hundred. Kendrick Lamar's plus four fifty on who the first singer will be. Now, the first song. Oh boy. So the oh, betting God. favorite right now of the first song of halftime, "California Love" by Dre at minus one thirty. There you go. Boom. Yeah, that's probably it's too easy. Too easy. So you could parlay Dr. Dre as the first one to sing with California Love. So you could do that. You get plus you get plus three oh six right there if you parlay if you parlay those two. Now some of the other options you've got next episode by Snoop Dogg is plus one fifty. Forgot about Dre with Eminem and Dr. Dre is plus 600. Humble by Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar plus 750. A couple others, you know, there's about six or seven other ones. You got Gin and Juice from Snoop Dogg plus 900. Uh, um, you got Drop It Like It's Hot from Snoop Dogg plus 950. A lot of Snoop Dogg uh, songs on there. So we'll see. I, I think that it would make um, way too much sense. To have it be Dr. Dre with California Love plus 306 on the parlay. But that's exactly. See, Super Bowl screw it up. Super Bowl might screw it up. Super Bowl might screw it up. They might give us, you know, Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. I will turn it off, bro. (laughs) You never know. So like you have um, it so perfectly it's not, set up. Listen, it, it is nothing against Mary J, but you can't have the no, line that you have and open up with that. It's an L.A. Super Bowl. California love. I mean, it, it writes itself. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Come now, on. There's other things, you know, in terms of uh, who's going to be wearing what. Is Eminem going to have a beard? How many times is Eminem curse over <laughs> under one and a half? Will there be That's a good. hologram of Tupac during the show? Probably. Will Snoop Dogg there... smoke a blunt on there stage? Yep. <laughs> you know for a fact. Snoop Dogg to smoke a blunt on stage is plus 130. Yeah, because oh. we know how likely it is to happen. <laughs> yep. What color will Snoop Dogg's shoes be? Horrible. Um, what will Eminem <laughs> have on his head? A hat, a hoodie, a do-rag, or nothing? He'll have a do-rag and a hat or a bandana. No, nah, nah, he'll, he'll go hoodie. Here's, here's a good one. Will Eminem wear a Matt Stafford Detroit Lions jersey? Plus 400, that would yes? That fucking awesome. What if he wore a nine Stafford Lions jersey? Bro, that would be fucking legit. The, the like minus aware. 900 for no, plus 400 for yes. Eminem would be my favorite rapper of all time, hands down, if he does that. I would be not. <laughs> Will Mary J. Blige have cleavage showing no is plus 200? <laughs> yes, minus 300. So they think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. So we'll see. Will Kendrick Lamar be wearing a hoodie? Yes, minus 165. Will, Sno- Will Snoop Dogg be wearing... Rams clothes, yes, minus 265, no, plus 170. So lots of things, uh, lots of things. How many numbers, uh, how many references to marijuana during the halftime show over under two and a half? I mean, there, there, are, there are some good 
some well, good ones play for the halftime. I just no want to doubt. put money down on the ones I know for a fact are going to happen just because Snoop's on it. Yeah, right. Snoop Dogg smoking a blunt, man. Yeah, yeah, if, if Snoop's there, weed is going to be there. It just this is way it just it's it's going to happen. He doesn't care. The dude smoked weed officiating or being a commentator at one of the UFC fights. So it's going to Yeah, happen. but remember though, that is at the same like platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the, the commercials might not because the NFL might not allow it. Yeah, they might not. You never know. But the commercials it. is another big thing, which obviously has kind of been lame over the years. Commercials, commercials, used to be, commercials used to be way better back in the day. But you can bet on what you think will be the first commercial shown. You can have an AT&T commercial. You could have an Expedia commercial. Um, you could have the Flamin' Hot Cheetos commercial, <laughs> the Lay's Potato Chips commercial. Bud Light Seltzer, Booking.com, Sam's Club, Bush Light, Budweiser, BMW, Uber Eats, Oikos Yogurt, Crypto.com, FTX. So basically um, any ad that's ever been aired during an NFL game ever. So I will say that the, the, the betting favorite right now out of all of those is minus 200 Crypto.com commercial. Yeah. They're calling it the Crypto Bowl, so I, it wouldn't surprise me for that to be the first commercial. That's what, that's the Matt Damon commercial, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that one could be, uh, that one's one of them, like I said, minus, minus 200. We'll see. Uh, you can bet on what's the first NFT shown. Um, I mean, who knows? They've got, they've got all sorts of options there. If you want to get, if you want to get into that, who's the first, um, Who's the first celebrity to be shown? Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle, uh, Shohei Otani. We'll see. Crypto.com show. They've got it in the arena. Um, who knows? Like I said, there's plenty of commercial stuff. Some of the um, – there were some funny exotic prop bets. Um, you can – obviously, you can bet on who do you think is going to – be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they will be announcing that. So you can bet on, does DeMarcus Ware get in? Does Baselli get in? Leroy Butler, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre. I'll tell you what, Matt, three Miami Hurricanes uh, are on the ballot. I mean, paying their dues. Come on. Just, just letting you know. I mean, they may not have won anything in college in a long time, <laughs> but they sure got some NFL players. Thanks for rubbing that in. Appreciate well, you. Well, I mean, you guys are on the upswing, but anyway, yeah, awesome. lots of lots of bets for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Rondé Barber. Um, you can bet on um, certain players to uh, have certain dance moves, touchdown celebrations. Does Jamar Chase hit the gritty? Oh, is uh, is one of them? It's plus one thirty. Yes, minus one seventy. No. Will there be a uh, a streaker? <laughs> um, no minus 900 yes plus 400 um, so if you got a buddy who's going to the game and you want to uh, make a ton of money you get a pool of people to all bet big on the yes oh. get this guy to go streaking throw himself in jail for a night and give him a nice payout we talked about that last year remember I said it was going to happen and we didn't bet money on it we should have yeah we should have you're right so, the, hey, there's a TikTok the kid the dude that streaked on uh uh, at the the champion the conference game, yeah. So there's a TikTok that just came out. His buddy was talking to him. The dude was like blazed out of his mind, and was like he literally listed like the like what could happen if he got like caught on the field while he did it. But he bet him a thousand bucks to do it, and that's why he went and did it. Yeah, I'm telling you, if there's money in it, and you get and you get your uh now, the Vegas sports books will not accept a bet on um. Something like that. Usually there's a limit on prop bets like that. Like they won't let you, you know, wager $100,000 on a plus 400 streaker because they, you know, they don't want to pay that out knowing that there could be a fix yeah, on it. That's so usually there's a limit on something like that. But they'll usually accept, you know, about 1000 bucks on something like that. So, I mean, even what was 1000 last year, though? Remember, it was like something ridiculous. Like we could all retired is what we said. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now. This is one of my – remember how I said you got to come up with some of your favorite prop bets? This one is one of my 
favorite prop bets that I found. The over-under is five and a half on how many times Chris Collinsworth has a sentence that says, now here's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) How many times does Collinsworth say, now here's a guy? Every every time. Far too many. Over-under is at five and a half is plus one. 125. What's funny is you can't even like really accurately display like how many times he does it because they'll like the sky cam will pull up a fan in the stand and then he'll say something about it. Now, here's the guy that loves his team, probably comes to the games every single week, you know, like he'll do it. He doesn't care. Yeah. Dude, he's got to like just do it because he parodies himself now. I mean, really. So here's one that I think is a, is a, is a pretty good safe bet for something that has plus money, plus 120, yes, on taunting penalty. Oh, God. If there is a I taunting think, penalty I think there's going to be a taunting game. penalty in the game. I think there's going to be tons of Super Bowl emotion. Plus 120, yes. Minus 160, no. We'll see. How about this one? Sean McVay loses a challenge. Minus 140, yes. Plus 100, even money, no. Mm. I mean, nobody's as good as Coughlin at challenges. And for some reason... Still the GOAT. Yeah, that is true. For some I don't know. Reason, I really don't know, but he was always really good. This is, this is another one of the weirder ones that I found as a Super Bowl prop bet. Because it's got nothing to do with the Super Bowl, which there are others like that, but this one's like way out of left field in terms of being listed as a Super Bowl prop bet. Brown starting quarterback for game one of the 2022 season. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield minus 275. Jimmy Garoppolo plus 180. Derek Carr plus 250. Fitzmagic plus 300. Trubisky 500. <laughs> I like it. I just think it's hilarious that they've got all these Super Bowl prop bets and the Browns starting quarterback week one of the 2022 season is one of the prop bets. I will say this. Somebody, I like- so who I want to know sitting there going, hey, you know what, guys? I'm really, really, really liking the plus 240 in either team to score four and answer times, excluding PATs. Like what? Like, yeah, what? that means they think somebody's going to go on a run. Like – you want to know? You want to know what one I th- I like that I think is a safe one? The shortest touchdown. Scored. Dude, I saw the the shortest in a like it's like a yard and a half. Yeah, over a yard and a half at plus one fourteen. I mean, give me that all day. There's no, I don't believe anybody's scoring a one yard touchdown. Uh, Go run. Uh, I don't know about that one. I don't think so. Cam Akers, Rams, maybe. I mean, maybe, but I'd be willing to take the plus one fourteen. That the shortest touchdown score to the game is over is over two is two yards or more. I mean, That's just me. Now you can get some other good ones too in terms of uh, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? I love the fact I love the no on a touchback at plus one twenty. I think the first opening kickoff of the game is going to be returned. That's just my opinion. Here's something crazy. This one, I thought to myself, it would be amazing if it happened. Does either team score on their first offensive play plus 4,300? <laughs> that would be pretty fucking cool. Right? Has that ever happened in the Super Bowl? I, I mean, with odds like that, I find it hard to believe that it has ever happened. I, I, don't, I don't think it has. I kind of want to bet yes on that. Right? First offensive play of the game, a pass attempt, plus 104, a rush attempt, minus 128. I mean, plus plus money on a pass attempt for the first play of the game. I'll, I'll take that. Depends if the Rams get... have the ball, it'll be a pass. Actually, I think it would be reversed. I think if Rams get the ball first, I think they run with Cam Akers. I think if the Bengals get the ball, they throw it to Jamar Chase. Yeah. It, I could be completely I mean, off, but. It could happen. I, I do say um, there's another one where it it is uh, – does any team score in the last two minutes of the first half? And the yes was plus 134. 
I kind of like that. There's some really I, – I, I went through and found some really random ones. What did you find? That are hilarious. Like, or more so, it's like, who and why are you betting this? Like, it's just, it's <laughs> absolute nonsense. Like, first team to punt three times. Who the fuck's sitting there going, oh, hey, I want to get my punts. I mean, really? Like, right, listen, if you, if you take the time and you legitimately oh, go dude, through all the prop bets. It's insane. You could, but you could make some very, like, educated, yeah. smart. I mean, it's all still a risk because it's gambling. But you could you could find somewhere the odds are more likely in your favor. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely can, and we know that because we've sat and, sadly enough, gone way back looking at prop bets. Uh, what is going to be the exact amount of points the Rams score in the game? Yeah, I was just actually going to throw that one out there. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. I mean, dude, you can, Alex. If you get the Rams at exactly thirty-one points, that's plus eleven hundred. There you go. I like that. I mean, your twenty-five bucks wins you two hundred seventy-five dollars. That might be one I actually have to play. <laughs> I'm just saying now. Ten. If you if you want to go with, um... you meant three thousand. See, Vegas knows something. Thirteen <laughs> is twenty-four. 10 is 3,000. Rams can't score. Get yeah. It. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's a ton. <laughs> there's a, a ton to go through. I mean. I am a hater on the Rams. It's that mess. Do, do both teams score at least 20? Yes. All uh, right. That's even money at plus 100. I, I no, no way. You what? don't think what both do teams score no the 20s? No. All right. Matt says no at minus 122. That's because Matt doesn't think the Rams score more than 10 points. <laughs> no, I think they I, – I, I could see this game being like a 24-17. Or no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. 23-17. Well, the Simpsons think it's going to be Bengals 34, Rams 31. Oh, Bengals predicted it? I'm screwed. Or uh, Simpsons? Yep. And yeah. the Bengals Simpsons. are winning. Which means the Bengals are going to win. Now, I think they overpredicted. You know, play. you know, Matt Groening is a time traveler. We know this to be true. We know this to be true. That third, they're not going to score that many points, though. 34 31 Bengals. That means the over hits easy. The Bengals' money line would hit. Just saying. I hope I am wrong, though, because quite frankly, if this game's like 42 to 35, I'd be all in. That would be one hell of a game if it was back and forth like that. But I'm saying I'd be all in on that. I hope it's kind of not because I'm saying it's not. If you think something <laughs> like that happens, you can you could bet Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford to combine for 550 plus passing yards and five passing touchdowns at plus 260. That is probably not too bad when you really think about it. <laughs> Here's one. Both teams to score points in all four quarters plus one thousand. Mm, uh, see, I would I wouldn't bet that only because I know if either team gets a run game going, they'll find a way to score and then just utilize the run to keep the clock down so they can have time of possession. Yeah, that's I could see that. Here's here's some crazy long shots that I know Alex likes because he wants bang for his buck. That's right. T. Higgins to score the first touchdown of the game, and then Odell Beckham to score the second touchdown of the game, plus 10,000. I'm in. (laughs) I hope Beckham has one cap. Beat me up. Plus 10,000. If it goes T. Higgins scores the first touchdown, Odell Beckham scores the second touchdown, 25 bucks wins you 2,500. I hope Beckham has like one catch for negative yards. What's hilarious is like that has a real possibility of happening. What T Higgins or Beckham not catching shit? No, T Higgins and Beckham both scoring. Well, yeah, but back to back, like that order, I don't know. I, I hope yeah, that, it, it has to be. It's not talking about who scores. It's talking about touchdowns. So even if there's a field goal, it's it's just saying T Higgins gets the first touchdown and then Odell Beckham gets the second touchdown. So, if you wanted to bet what the Simpsons predicted as Bengals 34, Rams 
31. That's plus 8,000. Listen, I'm just saying, if somebody bets that and it's right, NSA needs to, like, step in. Yeah, like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody, <laughs> needs to, somebody needs to figure out what <laughs> that little cartoon writer something has right. been doing all these years. You know what I mean? Like, some, something ain't right. Yeah. Something is definitely off if Groning's been holding out on us. Yeah. But yes, Alex, what is your what is what did you say your prediction for the game was going to be? For Rams thirty one. Yeah, thirty one twenty. Yeah, thirty one twenty four. That's plus. Um, let's see here. Rams thirty one. Bengals twenty four. Yeah. Plus nine thousand. Okay. So we're all going to throw out our point sides here. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think, Matt? Because you you think Bengals are winning, right? Yeah, I do. Like you, like a, like a fool. Okay. Like so, a... if you think Bengals are winning, you might as well predict the score just for. So I may have I may have gone back and forth on this. I, I can see <laughs> I can see McPherson getting the game winning field goal, which would be phenomenal. I'd be all in on that. Okay. And I could see it being like twenty seven twenty four. All right, so you're going Bengals 27, Rams 24. So, yeah, that original one you said at them both scoring 20, I'm in on it. Yeah. So that one is also plus 9,000 on the odds. <laughs> Bengals 27, Rams 24. Bet it, Matt. So plus 9,000 on exact score. Bengals 27, Rams 24. I mean, now, let's. that actually makes me wonder something here. Oh, we're going we're gonna to pull it up live. On uh, on the show because the predictive score based on Odd Sharks analytics of game simulation is Rams twenty six, Bengals twenty one. So Odd Sharks run their algorithm and their simulation through their machine and their uh, analytics, and they've got the bang the Rams winning twenty six to twenty one, which is obviously the Rams covering the four, um, and then the under hitting, barely. That's 47. So let's just see. Rams 26, which is a difficult number to get to. Rams 26, Bengals 21 is, let's see here. God almighty, there's so many combinations. It's like impossible. 26. Oh, they don't even have it as a combo on here? No, that can't be right. Yeah, they have to have it. Let me see. Rams 26, 17, 26, 10, 26. Yeah, they don't even have it. 26, 21. That doesn't make any sense. I must be missing something. It's not going to happen. Well, it's probably not going to happen, but I was just wanted to. I was just curious what Odd Shark was predicting based off of their analytics. They've got a twenty-three to twenty-one, which is, I think, the closest based off of their predictions here, and that's plus twenty thousand. Holy shit! There's some there's some good ones. You bet that, right? Twenty plus I mean... twenty thousand Rams twenty-three Bengals twenty-one. So yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a good game. It, uh, you know, I expect both teams to to battle. The um, do you think both quarterbacks throw an interception? Yes, I I agree with that as well. And uh, that is actually Stafford what's that? to it, and the Rams defense knows how to find that ball. Yeah, uh, if you bet Stafford and Burrow to each have one interception in the game it's plus one uh 290 damn so that's just you know a little food for thought there so we'll see i mean it's going to be it's going to be a good game hopefully um an enjoyable game hopefully and um it's the culmination of another football season down to one game so we'll see what happens it wraps up puts a bow on another football season. It puts a bow on the second season of Pound the Pigskin. Once we come back next week, it'll be off-season mode, which starts uh, season three of our show. 
times. So we're about to go into year three of our show, which, you know, we thank everybody who, who listens or has been listening from the beginning, or even if this is your first show that you're listening to, we certainly appreciate it. Um, but Matt likes the Bengals. Alex and I like the Rams to win. Should be a good game, hopefully. Um, hopefully the halftime show is entertaining. Um, hopefully the commercials are not a drag. Food-wise, hopefully you, you enjoy whatever the game day spread is going to be. Um, I don't think I have it finalized yet myself, but I'm sure I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mine's, mine's pretty much set. I know what I'm doing. There you go. It's always good to have a plan. So we will see. Alex likes Rams 31, Bengals 24. Matt likes Bengals 27, 24. I like Rams 23, Bengals 21. So we will see. uh, We will see how close the three of us stooges get on our predictions there. Alex likes Cooper Cup to win the MVP. Matt likes Joey Bayou to win MVP. I also like Cooper Cup to win MVP as well. We think there's going to be a streaker. We think that the opening kickoff is going to be returned. We think there's going to be less than five airplanes on the flyover. We think Dr. Dre is going to open up singing California Love. But at the end of the day, we don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to come out and uh, he's going to, what is that? Drop it like it's hot is what he's going to be singing. (laughs) Yeah, so we will see. Is going to make a random appearance? Yeah, who the the hell knows? It's going to be everybody who's associated with California rap just come out of the woodwork. We will see. I'm hoping that Collinsworth drops his line of now here's a guy all night long. I hope that Eminem wears a Matt Stafford Detroit Lions jersey. Um, we will see. But like I said, it's uh, the end of another football season, which brings us to a conclusion on our show. Next week, like I said, we dive into the offseason. We got to get ready for combine, free agency, draft, all that stuff that us nerds enjoy. Roster building and then look ahead to 2022 season. So for Alex and Matt and myself, it's been another season of Pound the Pigskin, another lovely episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time and we will see you next week.